皆様、この度はハーバート・スミス・フリーヒルズのポッドキャストをご視聴いただき、誠にありがとうございます。私は当事務所東京オフィスで、競争法・規制関係の案件担当のジョエル・ルーベンと申します。本日のポッドキャストでは、英国政府が先日、英国会に提出した新法案、国家安全保障投資法案を取り上げます。2021年春に発行予定のこの法案は、国家安全保障上、英国の重要なセクターで活動する企業の買収に対する規制を強化するものとなっており、政府は該当する企業買収を審査し、介入する権限を拡大することとなります。これにより、日本企業をはじめ、多くの企業や投資家への影響が予想されます。そこで本日は、当人事務所東京オフィスの M&A 専門パートナーのグレアム・プレストンと体内直接投資と関連規制法を専門するロンドンオフィスのパートナーのベロニカ・ロバーツはこの新法案の概要、日本企業にとって重要なポイント、今後、対英投資を検討する際に向けた留意点、あるいは場合によってはすでに進行中のディールへの影響、主にこの3つの点について解説していただきます。当事務所は世界26カ国に拠点を持つ世界有数の国際法律事務所でございます。日本では2000年にオフィスを設立して以来、多くの日本企業の海外投資案件やプロジェクト、紛争などを幅広く取り扱ってきました。本日は日本及び海外企業の観点より本法案を検討していきます。Joel, thank you very much for that introduction.、Uh, my name is Graham Preston.、Um, Veronica, could you give us a quick outline on what has changed in relation to the UK FDI regime? Yes, thank you, Graham. So last week, the UK government announced a new foreign investment regime, and this is expected to come fully into force next. Spring, in spring 2021, and at that point, companies will be subject to mandatory notification for acquisitions in 17 specified sectors. And that notification obligation will bite for acquisitions of a stake of 15% or more. And it does also bite for increases in stakes. So if you cross the 25%, 50%, or 75% threshold. And outside of the 17 specified sectors, there will be voluntary notification. And there will be also be voluntary notification for any asset acquisitions or acquisitions of intellectual property in the 17 specified sectors. Now, I'm not going to list all of those 17 specified sectors here, but they are perhaps unsurprisingly dual use military product defense type sectors, but also a range of other sectors, mainly technology sectors as well in the UK. And there are no materiality thresholds at all. So acquiring a company in one of the named sectors will be notifiable, even if they have no turnover. And then the other thing to note, Graham, is that This applies even where buyers and sellers don't have a direct link to the UK. So, for example, if a Japanese company were to buy a company that's headquartered in France that sells goods or services into the UK falling within 
one of the 17 sectors. And then one point just to flag, although I'm talking about this regime coming into force as of spring next year, it's really important to note that as of the 12th of November, deals that complete from this date onwards can't notify now, but the government will be able to call them in for review when the legislation comes fully into force next spring if they have a national security concern about that transaction. So investors are very much encouraged to seek guidance if needed during this interim period. Thanks, Veronica. That's, that's a very helpful outline and I, I think very, very clear. Um, I guess many of us who, who work and live in Japan um, and our Japanese clients will be interested to know why the UK has decided to make this change um, in the current environment, um, particularly given it seems to be very wide-ranging. Yes, oh, it's a fair question, Graham. Um, I mean, the UK has been considering introducing its own foreign investment regime for some time. It set out some pretty detailed proposals two years ago in 2018. And I think, I think it's looked back and it's seen other major foreign investment regimes around the world either strengthening their systems or countries introducing new foreign investment regimes. And in a post-Brexit world, which we're about to enter in the UK, the government is really emphasising that it wants to see foreign investment into the UK. In fact, last week, our Prime Minister set up an office for investment, and its role will be to go out into the international community and find more investment for the UK. So the stated mission is actually to increase foreign investment into the UK. But at the same time, like many of these other foreign investment regimes, the government wants to make sure that it does have the tools to prevent any influence in the UK by hostile actors that could threaten the UK's national security. And our regime will be very focused on a threat to national security rather than national interest or public interest. And the government will have the usual range of tools at its disposal and it will be able to demand remedies as a condition for clearance, and also, in the absolute worst-case scenario, prohibit or even unwind a transaction. But what, one point to note, Graham, is that, interestingly, our regime in the UK is going to apply equally to foreign investors as well as UK-based investors. Thank you for that explanation, and, that, and that's useful, useful background as to why the UK has made, made the change. Um, I guess for our listeners who are thinking of doing an M&A deal into the UK, they will be interested to learn about what the impact is of this change on any deal that they are currently working on or any deal that they may be about to embark on. So it would be very interesting if you could give us your thoughts on that. Sure. So from commencement date of the legislation, which will be spring next year, Man there will be mandatory notification in the 17 specified sectors and voluntary notification will also be possible. And what companies will have to do is to fill out what's meant to be a short notification form that will end up being reviewed by a new department sitting within our business department in the government. And they have promised that they will review any notification and give a decision within 30 working days of receiving that notification. If there are any national security concerns, the transaction then gets pulled in for a more detailed review. 
And the government is saying that it's expecting the vast majority of deals to be cleared at the first stage. It's only expecting to impose remedies in around 10 cases every year. From a, from a practical perspective, Veronica, what should Japanese companies be doing now, if, if anything? Yeah, so, so Gren, there are a few things on, on the to-do list, really. First of all, the government now is consulting on these 17 specified sectors. And I mentioned before that they cover military dual-use products. They also cover different technologies. So, for example, autonomous robotics, quantum technology are covered. Energy is also covered, as well as critical suppliers to the UK government. Uh, and what I think is important is that if companies in Japan are already invested in these sectors, or they are sectors in which they may be interested in investing in the future, I think it is worth having a look at those definitions. The government has said that it really wants to hear from investors on whether those definitions are tightly enough defined, and it may be that it might be useful to make comments on those sector definitions in the consultation process. And then I think just, just thinking about any deals that uh, companies in Japan have already signed for UK companies or assets, they may want to consider getting informal guidance from the UK government as soon as possible if those transactions give rise to any potential national security issues just to see whether or not it's a transaction that might give rise to concern at the government end, and, and therefore it might be something that the company wants to notify when the legislation actually comes into force. And then any deals that aren't yet signed but are currently being negotiated, I think it is worth thinking about whether there should be a condition in the transaction documentation relating to this new regime. And also, it's worth, of course, factoring timing for any clearance into the long stop date. It's also worth, in transactions more generally, just broadening the scope of due diligence for companies and assets located in the UK, where there could be a potential national security angle, just so that companies are going in with full knowledge about what the potential implications could be if the government were to review the transaction. And then finally, Graham, if, if companies are looking at an investment where there could be a potential national security concern, it's not the end of the world. It, it will be worth thinking about any remedies that could be offered up to the government in order to get clearance for that transaction. Thank, thanks, Veronica. And, and I understand that, that you were consulted by the government when they were looking into developing this new FDI regime. That's, that's right, Graham. We've been talking with government and the relevant business department for the last couple of years, giving comments on drafting, and we're also going to be very closely involved in the consultation process on the sector definitions in the next couple of months. So I, I guess the, the final message to our, our Japanese clients is that if they are interested in this topic, we, we, we would be very happy to speak to you directly and answer any of your specific questions. But thank you very much for, for listening to, to our short podcast today. さて、いかがでしたでしょうか国家安全保障投資法案により、今後 M&A を行う際に、日本企業にとって多くの留意点と検討事項が生じることが伺えます。
これらを理解し、投資戦略をしっかり立てることが、今後の M&A において重要と言えると思います。ポッドキャストの中でも触れた通り、本法案に関しましては、ベロニカのチームは専門家として、英国政府からヒアリングを受けているなど、深く関わっています。本法案の影響やその他ビジネスに関わる事項についてご相談を日本語でも受け付けておりますのでお気軽にご連絡ください。本日はポッドキャストをご視聴いただきありがとうございました。